have your home be full of the healthy options so that when the kids go to grandma's house or when they go to a birthday party or when they, you know, go out with their friends, the little things that they have here and there, they aren't going to, they, they're not going to be adding fuel to the fire. Hey, we are Shan and Ryan Tripp, parents of five on a journey to discover what it takes to raise great humans while enjoying the heck out of life along the way. Sometimes it's easy to let the weight of everyday life, parenting, marriage, finances, get in the way. But what we found is that as you break out of the norm and do life a little bit differently, a whole new world can open up to you. So if you're ready, we would love to invite you on this journey with us as we pull back the curtains and have a whole lot of fun along the way. And it's true what they say, life's a trip. This is our story. How will you write yours? Let's go. Welcome to the Life's a Trip podcast, the number one parenting podcast at your home and in your heart, in your ears, and in your brain. In your ears and in your brain. It's the number one, at least for us it is, it's the number one parenting podcast. When I open up my Apple podcast and I see Life's a Trip, that's my go-to podcast. Same. (laughs) So there it is. (laughs) The studies show. Thanks guys for being here. Thank you so much. We're so happy that you are here with us. And uh, this week we reached out to you and we said, what do you guys want to hear? What do you want to hear about? And you know, you know what's the you, people's podcast. It's the people's podcast. It's the it's people's podcast. We're not just coming up with random things to talk about. We are, we're going out there and we are, we're pretty much investigative reporters. I mean, we're <laughs> going out there, we're hitting the streets and we're saying, what do you want to hear parents? What do you need in your homes? And we surveyed a hundred people. Actually thousands. We surveyed thousands of people and you gave us some great ideas. And today we've selected one that's so exciting to talk about. Is it though? No, I actually just want to get through this one and get it over with <laughs> because I have a feeling that I'm just going to be laying there on the table, vulnerable and just feeling absolutely gutted after today's conversation. No, 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 sweetie. No, no, no. Yeah. So it's food. We're talking about food. So what, what you guys have, have mentioned is like, how do we feed our kids good food? How do we, how do we have a good relationship with food? Should my kid eat all of their plate? Should they just try new things? What's the goal? Like, how do we shop for good food? What are some healthy options? You know, I mean, the whole podcast today is to just, I mean, I think we should just come out and say it. So you remember food is fuel. Food, food is, is fuel. fuel. Food is fuel and fish are friends. Speaking of which, I'm quite literally chewing on a Swedish fish right yeah, now. You should stop doing that because we're about to talk about the importance of putting good things into your body so you feel good. Is that kind of like where they say don't chew gum when you're going up to give a presentation or doing public speaking? Don't chew Eat on a Swedish, Swedish fish, while, fish you're podcasting. while you're podcasting. That's good. Nutrient- it's just who I am. I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not. And that's why we love you, Ryan. That is why we love you. Love you too. Um, You guys, nutrients are fuel for the body. They give us energy. They keep our heart beating and our brain active and our muscles working. They help build bones and muscles and other tissues in our body. Like every cell of our body feeds off what we put in our body. And our gut is so relate, like it has such a close relationship with our brain. It's been interesting actually with Jack-Jack not feeling so well. Um, I think I may have mentioned this before, but he is like 
our little sunshine boy, just super easygoing. I can't, I can Happy, count energetic. on one hand how many tantrums he's thrown in his life. Easy. He just is like a very, very well-behaved, um, sweet little boy. And he's had a rough go this last, this last couple of months is his belly hasn't been feeling the best. And we've been trying to figure out what's going on. He, uh, he's been more whiny. He's been more, much more moody, uh, much more frustrated, stressed, whatever it is. And because of his gut and we, we think that's, the, that's been the only change, you know, that's been the only change that we can come up with. And I just think that recognizing that as parents, I mean, we're talking about parents and we're talking about, uh, we're talking about you and we're talking about your kids, you know, we're talking about everybody, but recognizing that our gut has such an impact on the way we behave and our energy level and the way we're able to focus should motivate us to feed our kids nutritious stuff so that they can be the best kiddos that they can be. And here's what I love about you, sweetheart. Oh, I can't wait. I feel like a lot of the narrative in eating healthy and like eating good is to just be fit and be skinny and look good in our swimsuits. That's just so much of it. But as we have our kids, especially our girls and they get older, we're always really cautious to not talk about like, you know, she's skinny, he's fat, he's skinny, she's fat. Even though the kids sometimes say I'm fat. I know that's just jokingly, but, uh, the, what I love is your approach to food, which is we're eating good food to feel good and to, and to heal our gut and to like, feel good and have energy. And, totally. and Hey, if we're skinny and thin and we look and feel good in our clothes, that's great too, but that's not the ultimate aim. And well, I think, I think when, yeah, thank you for saying that. I think you're welcome. That, I think that when it just becomes lighter, it just becomes easier. It becomes more doable when we think I put food into my body to help me feel good. And sometimes a milkshake feels really, really good. You know, and yes, I it does. and we got to say that up front. Like you don't have to tell me that twice. Sometimes that feels really, really good to us. But when we're doing those things consistently, when we're we're taking you know more than we need, it doesn't feel good. We all know that. We feel like crap when we go to bed. We hit the. We get super tired at two p.m. We can't wake up in the mornings. We don't sleep well. You know, it just doesn't actually feel good in the long run. But. I think that 80, 20 rule of like, okay, let's talk about junk food 80% of the time. (laughs) And the other 20, you just force down the greens. (laughs) Yep. I know. I love that rule. I mean, I, I think that we probably really genuinely and honestly live by that rule. Don't you think? Yeah. I'm probably more of a 70, 30 kind of guy, but you know, the 80, 20 is something to strive for. It's generous. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's easier. I mean, honestly, it's easier for some people than others to eat good. Why tell us, tell us why it's so hard for you. And do you know what I've learned over the years is like, I, to me, sometimes food and sweets in particular is like a, uh, it's like a go-to when I'm stressed, you know, isn't that funny? I mean, every, and we know that, right? Everybody has their different things that they go to that can relieve stress or that they, if, if they're overwhelmed, Um, I think for a lot of people that can be food and for some people that can be other substances and those things aren't always helping you. Right. And in a lot of cases they're hurting you, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
And then I just think you build up for me. I mean, you just, you just kind of build up the habits and the, and the taste buds over the years. So, you know, a Coke zero tastes really good. I know it's not great for me. How did you grow up? Well, we never had soda in the house. My parents were good. My parents were, we grew up eating healthy. And, and I think what my parents did good was like, we never, I remember we could, we never had soda in the house. When we went out to eat, we would never get a soda. That was probably more of a money thing. Like we just get water. We would never like buy Oreos, you know, and have like tons of treats in the house. But our family, we also loved sweets, you know? So it was like a treat to go out and get ice cream. But also, and you know this, I've talked about this before. So I grew up uh, mowing lawns and landscaping with my dad. So every day during the summer, we would go fill up the lawnmowers and the truck. And then we would go and we, we drove around in like a 50 mile radius and we would, we would uh, maintain and landscape these commercial properties. And so every morning we just got in this habit of filling up the truck with gas. And then we would go in the gas station and get a drink and a treat like every morning of the summer. Thank you so much for that. Because <sighs> what a bad habit we created. What happens when we go to a gas station? Yeah. Hey, I, I drive by a Maverick. It's adventure's first stop, very clean bathrooms. And you know what? Those gas stations anymore, they're like little restaurants. They're serving pizza in there. You could get a Cinnabon. They got all, they got everything. They got every drink you could imagine. We never, we never, I shouldn't say never. Okay. That's not true. But we very, 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 very rarely got gas station treats. And I am so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that my parents didn't always just give me, especially in America, we just went to Europe and so many of um, things that are legal in America are illegal over there. Food dyes that are legal in America that our kids are consuming every single day in the candies that they eat are illegal in other countries and when because we were, they're so bad for us. Yeah, which is great. It's great that they do that. And the other thing was driving through Switzerland and we were looking for gas to fill up the van. And they didn't have nearly as many gas station and convenience stores. And a lot of them, it was like just gas at like a mechanic shop. And that was, it was like, I was, I was looking for that. I'm like, well, where are we going to stop and get some snacks for the road? Yeah. And they didn't have those like we do that just dot the map here. You know, I think, I think the, the point of us sharing this is that little habits, the little things that we do you know, he's like, we never had soda in our house. Those we, but we did go to the gas station and we always got a treat every single day. Those little habits build. Old habits die hard. (laughs) I think they just, they, they have more of an impact than anything. Sometimes we realize as parents and you know, one thing I'm, I'm really, really grateful for, for my mom was she, she never had junk food in the house. I never remember See, I feel like I get mad at my kids when they exaggerate. I don't get mad at them, but I never did this or I always did this. Okay, take it with a grain of salt. We rarely had junk food in the house. I don't remember getting in the cupboards and having Cheetos or, and soda was just like completely off the table. Um, Getting in the cupboard and getting even things from cans. I didn't know what SpaghettiOs were until I was probably in college. I just didn't even, we just weren't even introduced to that kind of thing. Um, And some people say, well, it's too expensive. It's too expensive to eat healthy. It is so much less expensive than having to be sick and disease and doctor's visits 
and things down the road or, you know, uh, mental health issues that need care. It is such a great investment for the rest of their life to just invest on a healthier option. It doesn't mean that we have to, we can't have these things, but I think one of my big takeaways from childhood that I'm so grateful for, and one thing we've implemented in our home is just have your home be full of the healthy options. So that when the kids go to grandma's house or when they go to a birthday party or when they, you know, go out with their friends, the little things that they have here and there, they aren't going to, they, they're not going to be adding fuel to the fire. You know, they're just going to be a little treat and they can appreciate them. But when they're home, they have all their options are good options and they get used to that. Yeah. And so there's a balance with everything. And I think that's the, the line we try to draw is like, it's okay to have a little ice cream. It's okay to have a little bit of this. But the 80-20 rule is a good way to do it. Yeah. And, and everyone's values are going to be different. Everybody's, you know, like you guys get to decide what you want in your home. That's just something that we have, we have learned has worked really well for us. Okay. So here's the thing. One of the best ways to eat healthy for sure that we've learned is just having good food in the house. Because I know for me, if there's not, if we don't have the fridge stocked and we don't have meals prepared or we don't, it's just easy. Like, you know what? I'm going to run down to Chick-fil-A. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And that's always the right answer generally, but no, uh, give the listeners a little idea. What's in, what's in Shan Tripp's fridge? Well, I mean, okay. So I, it's, it's funny. We've talked about this a little bit before, but that's where I like to spend my money. I genuinely love to go to Costco and to just get a whole bunch of really nutritious food that when our kids open the fridge, I don't have to be like, Oh, you know, good choice, bad choice. Cause I don't also like that. Like I don't like good food, bad food. Sometimes a chocolate chip cookie on a Sunday night is a really good food to grab once in a while because it just brings you so much joy for a minute. Yeah, and we that's don't want to okay. label food. I mean, think about how the food feels. <laughs> the f- hey, you're a good fair. food. You're a bad food. We don't <laughs> want to label kids that way. Why would we label our food that way? <laughs> food has feelings too. And food, food is fuel. And I also don't want our kids to think, uh, crap, I'm making a bad. Like, I don't want them to feel shame around. And we've talked about this too. Even, you know, I'm a much, I'm a much healthier eater than the eatier. I'm a much healthier eatier than me, than you. Yeah. And, that and, goes without saying. And that's just, we know that it's <laughs> just something that, uh, we have established in our marriage, but I also don't want to look at you when you're eating a triple sized ice cream cone and make you okay. feel shame about it. Okay. I want to love you through it and support you the best I can in the way that I know how, but I want to do this. You same- know, that triple <laughs> scoop is a value buy, you know, that third free scoop <laughs> you're leaving money on the table. Oh, I just don't want our kids to feel like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. So think of it as like, you can in my, in, in my home, I literally don't have bad food. I've, I've, we don't have dyes in any of the thing. We don't have high fructose corn syrup in any of our dressings. We have, uh, you know, the dirty dozen list that you guys probably are familiar with. We, we buy everything like that organic, every one of those dirty dozen it's organic. And that's just something that we've prioritized, get rid of so many, you know, yucky pesticides that that's a whole nother podcast. So I think that little teeny efforts like this. And then when your kids get in your cupboard, your kids get in the fridge, you're like, have at it kiddos. You know, you're hungry, literally whatever you need. You can just go in there and fill your belly with whatever your body is telling you you need. Because 
I love the idea of intuitive eating. Just you feel like eating that. Take a minute. Is it going to make me feel good? Yeah, I'm actually going to choose to eat this. You know, maybe it's not going to make me have more energy or you know what I'm trying to say? Like you just, you just do what your body's telling you to do. But I think that's, and, and teaching your kids how to, how to listen to their own bodies. Can, I know you want to say something. I can see it, but I have something else to say. Go ahead. No, you, you really, please. are you sure? No, please ladies first. Well, I was just going to say it was cute when Jack Spelly's been hurting him and he, um, had a drink of milk the other day, which we, we tend not to have a lot of cow's milk in our, in our house, but Ryan took him out to Chick-fil-A, got him a little drink of milk and he, his belly, his gut was already really sick. And so he can't tolerate any sort of milk right now. <laughs> I thought I was being, <laughs> I thought we went to Chick-fil-A. Get him some, uh, you know, little kids meal, no fries, little, the fruit cup. And I thought I was being, um, like, oh, it's just some milk. And I don't know why that escaped me that like the milk would not be good for his, his belly. I was like, he, he I'm not getting him a soda. Yeah. He literally was like, doesn't milk like soothe your tummy? Like <laughs> I think my mom gave me milk, you I know, it would coat his belly. Uh, anyway. He just did not feel well. And then he got a little bit of sugar, you know, a few days later. And he said to me, mom, please remind me how this feels next time I want something like this because it doesn't feel good. And I thought, cool, bud, you know, you get to learn these lessons at four and five years old to listen to your body, what feels good and what doesn't. And he genuinely was like, I just want to feel good. And I think sometimes it takes a really hard Friday night, you know, when you just really go to town to realize like, Oh, okay. Those are the dramatic changes. But what I think sometimes we miss is when we get tired at 2 PM, why are you so tired? You slept last night. You know, why are you so tired? Or you don't have the energy you need, or you can't focus, or you're not, um, you just don't feel very good. It's, it's, uh, has a lot to do with what we put into our bodies. So we just prioritize that big time with our kids. So for the trip fam, when we get our day started, what, uh, what, what are we doing? What are we doing to start the day and fuel our bodies <laughs> in the morning? We love smoothies and I personally love smoothies cause you can throw a whole bunch of things in there. You can throw, I mean, this morning we made a protein smoothie and it had chia seeds and flax seeds and wild blueberries and, um, raw honey and just all of these really new nutrient dense foods that the kids spinach, you know, kids aren't tasting this because there is a, which we love, love, love protein powder. I love to give our kids a good, solid, pure protein powder in the morning to get protein in their bodies because every cell works off protein and then add in a whole bunch of goodness with it, make it taste delicious. And they drink a cup of that and they're, they're satisfied. You know, with protein, they say you're supposed to get a gram of protein for every pound of body weight. Yeah. So that, for me at 205, I'm supposed to eat 205 grams of, all right, you know what? I'm going to be honest. It's 210. I was going to say, babe. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good about going on with that and talking <laughs> about that. My conscience, like it just, okay. So 210 uh, grams of protein a day. And I mean, you got to really be intentional to get that. 
I mean, you're eating some chicken and you're getting your different meats and stuff, but like to me, supplementing with a protein powder is, is how you get to that, that your desired number of, you know, protein grams per day. And you know what? Another option is protein powders can be really sweet. You can, I mean, you can put a whole bunch of berries in them and make them really sweet. That is a fantastic snack before bedtime. I just got a message from a mom that was like, what do you do after our last podcast? And we talked about bedtime. She was like, what do you do when they're like, but I'm hungry, but I want a snack. And I thought, you know, one thing I've learned over the years is, okay, kiddos, it's bedtime. The kitchen is closed in five minutes. You, you know what you can have before bed. We've already established this, you know, but reaching for a protein before bed is a really good option for adults and for kids. It's probably the best option before you go to bed. Um, a bunch of, you know, I mean, I guess if you added a whole bunch of fruit in there, that could offset it a little bit, but protein is fantastic before bed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, anytime you're working out and exercising more so for adults, I mean, I don't know the science for kids, but as we're lifting and we're exercising and then your body's repairing those muscles and they break down at night and you're recovering, uh, to give it the protein it needs is huge, huge. So another thing that I'd love to talk about is, um, that we've, I've had the opportunity to talk to many of you about is, okay, so I serve my kids these healthy meals and they just push the plate back or, well, they don't like it. My kids don't eat vegetables or, you know, I have two picky eaters. How in the world am I supposed to feed them these things? Do you guys know that a child may need to be exposed to a new food more than 10 times before they want to try it? especially little ones. So if they push the plate away, if they don't eat it, no problem. Try again and then try again. And I promise humans get hungry. Kids get hungry. So if that's all there is to eat, they'll eventually eat it. But if we're like, oh yeah, you don't like this dinner. So we're going to cook you something different. No, 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 that's not how it works. Our dinner that mom fixed or whoever fixed is our family dinner. And if you're hungry, we can be grateful for it and we can eat it. And if you don't want to eat this, then you can be a little bit hungry. Tough love, (laughs) tough love in the trip household. (laughs) That is so funny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, there's definitely the tail doesn't wag the dog. I mean, as parents, we should, you know, help the kids know what to eat what, what TV is okay to watch. And yeah, I mean, we, we, we can have a dialogue with the kids about maybe they don't like broccoli as much, but they love, I don't know, carrots. Yeah. And, and so you're can, like, cool, we'll do more of that. But yeah, exactly. we don't lay over and go, Oh, you don't want to watch this show. You want to watch this other one. That's not good. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, a little tough love. I, I mean, of course there's special circumstances. Some of you may be listening to this and you really do have a kid that deals with major sens- sensory issues, or they've had some sort of history that doesn't, you, you may be having to parent a little bit differently. Totally hear you. I see you. You're amazing. I can't imagine how difficult that might be, but you know, even my little 12 year old, after we went to Africa and we sat with those kids who didn't have any food in their house, yeah. they get about one meal a day and the meal is Shima. It's, it's corn that's made into a mush. And that is their one meal a day, a little handful of like what looks like rice pudding or something. And to come home and have a kid just push away a plate and be like, Nope, I don't want that. I want a corn dog. I mean, it's, it's not going to fly in our home. 
because we, we want to raise children that are grateful for, even if it's not their favorite, they're grateful to just have it. And, and I think part, how do we do that? We're still figuring it out ourselves. You know, our kids aren't perfect and we're not perfect, but I think, I think introducing foods at a young age, do you know that introducing all types of foods, all textures, all tastes, everything like that to a young six month old baby, those that like six month to 12 month old baby, let them touch and feel and taste with their hands and let them do it themselves. That's going to help them not be so picky in the future. That's also going to really decrease the risk of them choking because they're using, they're learning how to do it themselves. And there's so many benefits to that. And I think it continues as they grow up, introduce as much as you can to them, give them total control over what they eat and what they don't eat. And that's okay. If they take one bite, I ask my kids, I say, just take a bite. As long as you try it, you don't have to eat it all. Listen to your, listen to your tummy. Just like you, Ray. I tell you all the time, are you listening to your tummy? (laughs) My tummy is happy. I love that you're so intentional with what our kids eat and what we have in our home, because I know just like the way you were raised, you're creating those habits and and it's hard sometimes. Like it really is. It's so much easier to just go through the drive through and give it to the kids, right? They obviously with all the crap that's in a lot of the a chicken nugget or some fries, you know, <laughs> kids never complain. You ever hear a kid say, I don't want these fries. I don't like these fries. Um, it, but it's, it's kind of hard to, to feed them good food, but we've seen the dividends of that, that they feel good and they're sharper in their learning and they're sleeping better. And it just has a trickle effect. So I love that you were raised that way. And I love that we're raising the kids that way to teach them that there's a good balance, but we're going to make the effort to eat healthy because it just has such a big impact on our lives because food is And I think, and I think kids will, kids will learn that as you have more conversations with them about, you know, chicken can make you strong and fast. Broccoli can help keep you healthy. Yogurt can help your tummy feel better. Carrots can help your eyes see better. Sweet potatoes can help you go poop, you know, like whatever it is, you're helping your kids know that their food is attached to another part of them. Because if you're just like, eat the broccoli, eat the broccoli. Well, what is kids want to know, like, what does this broccoli do? My, my 12 year old, uh, the other day was like, okay, mom, I got to get stronger. You know, she's playing a basketball against these bigger, taller, tougher girls. And she's like, tell me how I get stronger faster. It was so cool to talk to her about some things that we can go do at the gym together and some foods that she can eat to get stronger. You know, Jack, he's like, how do I get faster? I want to beat my cousin, you know, in a race. And we get to talk about like, okay, what foods can give you energy and what foods can make you, your muscles get stronger. So it's really, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity as parents to really make an impact on their, the rest of their future. And if you're like, oh crap, what have I done? You know, like my kids, or we have bad habits, or my kids have bad habits. It's okay. It's never too late. It is never too late to just start implementing one little effort at a time. One extra fruit on the table, one extra vegetable that they haven't ever tried. Just one extra meal at home instead of eating out. Just little teeny things can add up 
and add up and then add one more and then add one more. And with time, you're going to see a big change in yourself, your kids and your entire home. And to close it out, I'm here with your final reminder that you got to take the kids and go get ice cream every now and again. (laughs) After we have uh, usually a basketball game on Thursday nights. And last time we went and got ice cream with the kids after. And, uh, you know, that was our treat for the night, for the week. And so remember to do that too. Totally. And you know what? Some of those times, I mean, they're, I think, I think you're a, you're definitely a social eater. I mean, you get around friends and you're just like, what kind of, what snacks do we have? You know, you get so excited about that. And it's kind of cute. Like you just get like really, really happy and excited about the little snacks you can eat while you talk to your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And you know what? You really enjoy it and it makes you happy. Yep. So if any of you out there looking for a friend and you want to hang out (laughs) and uh, come eat some snacks with me, it's just, I would love to do it. It's just knowing when to cut cut you off. Party time. (laughs) Um, but you know, I think that, uh, yeah, we all have an opportunity. And if you're like, oh, how do I get my kids to eat this? Have them cook with you, have them make it with you. That is something that has greatly, greatly made a difference in our home is they cooked it. And so they want to try it. Uh, little things like that. Hopefully this helps you guys. I think that we're all just doing our dang best. And again, a little, just little by little makes the greatest impact. Guys, you're amazing. I love you. Food is fuel. Go treat your body well. Be so grateful for it and make sure your kids know how blessed they are to have a healthy body too. And Swedish fish are friends. <laughs>